0: Hey guys, welcome back. It's Brad Costanzo and this is Bacon Wrap Business. If you are listening to the show for the very first time, you've discovered this because somebody shared a link, or you just discovered uh, you know that everything's better with bacon in the uh, in the iTunes directory, like what is this all about? Well, um here to tell you. I have got a uh, a really cool show for you today, but if you want to hear all the other shows, I want you to uh, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and you'll get all of them. You can also get on my free newsletter where I just send you out you know advanced copies of the uh of the interviews that I do and the audios as well as some private webinars and classes that I only do for members of my newsletter and you can always grab those or get on there at baconwrappedbusiness.com. dot com so I've had an interesting couple of weeks working on a few new projects both for myself and for some clients and it's been burning the candle at both ends that's why it's probably been I'm probably about a week overdue to give you guys this great episode but what uh, one of the reasons I'm excited to talk to you about I'm sorry <laughs> one of the reasons I'm excited to talk to today's guest Tom Schwab is because we're going to talk about um really utilizing podcasts as a guest to uh, increase your exposure publicity and, and and lead generation by using this new medium that is just growing like crazy. So I invited Tom on because he is an expert at inbound marketing, and that's kind of a wide range of uh, that's kind of a, a, a wide term, and I'll let Tom explain that a little bit more, but what he's been really adept at doing is leveraging the podcast universe and getting out there on shows just like mine in order to spread his message, but more than that, he's teaching other people how to do the exact same thing. and. I wanted to pick his brain about some of the most effective ways. I know I've got uh, a lot of my op- opinions about people who try to get on my show and some people do it awesome, some people do a terrible job at it and they just never see the light of day. That being said, I, I want you to listen closely to this because if you are looking for an easy way to get exposure and do uh, you know, some massive... Or uh, just get massive publicity out there. This, I think, Tom's going to have some great strategies for you. So, without any further ado, Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. Brad, I am thrilled to be here. Cool, it's happy to have you. So, you're up in nice old Michigan, and I'm in San Diego. So, we've before we got on the call. Uh, you know, I rubbed the weather in here a little bit too much. I won't go
1: <laughs> too much further. Man, if I if I was smart, we would be doing this uh, live in San Diego, and uh, we'd have to do retakes for the rest of the
0: winter. Exactly. So, I, I as you heard, I, I gave the preface for what we're going to talk about today. So, inbound marketing is a big thing, generating leads from all types of you know content marketing, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of people are familiar with those, um, but. When we started talking about having you on the show and you brought this topic up about really harnessing podcast interviews and how to do it the right way and uh, do this strategically, tell me a little bit more about your background and, and your business and what you're doing and how this has been very valuable for you.
1: Sure, well, we built our business from a regional player here in Michigan to a national leader and starting about in two thousand nine with with inbound uh, marketing with this permission content driven um, uh, marketing and uh, really we you know without a marketing department without a huge budget, we were able to grow our business and our traffic uh, originally we started with three thousand paid visitors each month and within three years we were able to take that up to seventy thousand Organic uh, visitors, and it worked so well with us with um, with blogs. Wait, and, three thousand uh, to seventy thousand—that's great. Three thousand to seventy thousand, and you know the organic customers or the organic visitors—they um, converted so much better yeah. uh, than the paid traffic. So for us, it was just amazing, and. Uh, as we built up this business, other people were asking me you know, how we did it, and um, I love building things. And so once we got this up and going, um, it, it wasn't as much fun to run as it was to build. So I took uh, more of an ownership position a couple of years ago, let some other people in the company manage it, and uh, I started focusing more on helping other companies Use the same strategies that we did to go out there and attract visitors, engage leads, and ultimately convert customers and turn them into advocates. And so we've had a lot of fun doing that. And over the last year, we've really stumbled on podcast interviews and have just been amazed at how easy they are to do and how powerful they are, to, uh, how powerful the results are.
0: Absolutely. And what's so cool about it is that I, I saw some statistics recently, and I mean I've been doing this now for about a year and a half. And when you, if you look at the growth and the number of people listening to podcasts right now, like you know in their cars, it's especially with you know all the digital podcast apps and stuff that are now really easy to listen to in your built-in dashboard. Not alone, let alone just putting your iPhone, you know, and headphones on and plug it in into your car. But um, have you seen any of the recent statistics on the percentage of people listening to podcasts? Oh, it's, now? it's
1: a, it's amazing, and I think it's even a misnomer to call it podcast. Yeah, it really. Is. You know, there are people listening right now that have no idea what an iPod is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more on-demand radio now. That's exactly and it. And even, even so, some of the um, stats I heard uh, at Podcast Movement this year that only twenty percent of the U.S. population listens to podcasts currently. So there's huge growth and potential there
0: yeah but one of the things that's a huge percentage by the way even 20 percent that's just a huge percentage already but you're right i think it's just going it's going to go to 100
1: right and the other thing is that if you look at it um you know the percentage of television watching is going down the percentage of blog reading is going down so this is a medium that's really up and coming but one of the things I love about it is it's so focused and niche. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's 186,000 podcasts in the U.S. today, and what's great about that is that the audiences are are very focused, very passionate, and um, you know, if if you want a podcast about crocheting baby blankets, there's probably <laughs> one out there. I guarantee it. So, that- you know, you don't have to. Speak to to a huge audience. You just need to speak to the people that are your ideal customers, right? And that's why
0: it makes it uh, makes it so powerful. Yeah. Well, you know what's what's also cool about this is that you know if you're just listening to the radio and you're flipping through the channels and you know these are people who just listen to what's ever on because it's on and they just stop there, like okay, what's going on here? The people who decide to listen to your podcast uh, have they there's a, a much more manual process to listen to it you don't just flip through the stations you actually go through the various ones that you're either subscribed to or you search for a topic and you come across something you're like i want that and they start from the beginning they start you know they start listening they don't come in midstream to some interview you did on the radio and these people really want if they've clicked on that and they're listening to this episode with you on it they really want to know that and those are the really the best kind of prospects that you could have is the people who really care and
1: it's so evergreen too. So yeah, you know, true. we're recording this in um, in the end of 2015. It's just as pertinent to somebody that finds it in 2017. And you can't say the same thing for radio or other mediums that you know are really fleeting. Yep. So um, as more people find out about it, I think we're just going to see the the listenership on old episodes go up also. I agree.
0: So this will be fun. I want to have a conversation now about strategies to get booked because I want to assume that the listener who has manually clicked, I want to listen to this because this seems cool, uh, has a desire to get more exposure and the idea of doing a podcast tour and, and leveraging you know this medium uh, sounds really attractive to them and they don't necessarily know exactly where to start and how to get going. So I've got opinions about, as I mentioned earlier, about people, the way they approach there's good bad there's good ways and there's ways that are just really annoying and it's like okay I'm not even I'm not even interested in having you on the show so you obviously have done a lot of these and you teach other people to do it let's talk about some of your best strategies to get booked on shows besides um, hi, my name's Brad. I like your show. I'd like you to interview me because I'm really cool. Please interview me because I need people to listen to me. You know what's what's the strategy? And I'm there?
1: trying to I'm trying to spell something to your listeners. Bingo.
0: Have me on. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. yeah what's some
0: of your strategies there?
1: I think it starts with defining who you want to talk to. And if you want to call that your avatar or your your ideal buyer persona, but you want to make sure that you pick the right podcast because if they don't have your listeners in there, you know, chances are the host is going to look at you and say, you know, you're not a good fit here. But also, you could spend an hour doing an interview and never see any business results from from it. Yeah. So the first thing is to define who you want to talk to. The second thing is that you've got to see yourself as an expert because. You're going to use that to pitch to the host and to the um, uh, to the audience on why should they should listen to you. So those are the first two steps. And then the third one is where everybody starts asking the questions. Well, how do I get on a podcast? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's 186,000 podcasts right now in the U.S. You don't need to be on all of them. <laughs> I would say try finding three. And where are you going to find those? Well, put yourself in your Ideal customers' um, shoes. Or ask them if you've got customers, ask them if they listen to podcasts. Which ones? Um, Sometimes, you know, if they listen to a big podcast, you may not want to be on there the first one. Yeah. But go to a place like iTunes with new and noteworthy and look and, and see what podcasts would be good fits because that's people that have been doing it for less than 90 days and your chances of getting on those shows are a lot higher. And and I'll guarantee you, your first podcast interview will be the worst one you ever do. <laughs> exactly, because it's going to be a learning experience.
0: So, get some of those. Um, well, if you've and, got a good and, host, and the other thing is people really do have to, re- you know, realize, you know, you don't get onto a podcast and do a monologue. You know, the host, if you've got a good host, they're going to ask you questions about it, so it's a conversation. So, I, I don't think people should be as nervous as sometimes they they are. Well, I, I will say that I was very nervous on my first one. Really, I've done
1: over seventy interviews now, and nice. it, it is intimidating the first time. Mm-hmm. But you're right; it's once you get over that. And we've even had a lot of clients that are introverts that wouldn't think of standing in front of an, a crowd and, and talking to ten thousand people, but to uh, you know get on Skype and talk to somebody one on one, it's a whole lot easier. Absolutely. And, and from the strategy standpoint. You need to put yourself in the other person's shoes, right? When you're selling, you don't focus on what you have to sell, you focus on what the person that's buying needs. Yep. So look at who the host is and what they need.
0: Okay, so what do you... Go into that a little bit more uh, about how would you know what the host needs, I mean obviously you could listen to a couple of their shows and you can kind of see what they're doing and, but that can be really time consuming if you're trying to really research a lot of these. What's uh what's an example of that, of, you know, what the host might need. Sure. And I would say you can make it as hard as you want to,
1: or as easy as you want to, you know, just try focusing on three. You don't need to, to, to research 20, mm-hmm. but think about the host. He needs content. He or she needs content. They need guests, they need interesting stories. They need um, people that can bring a, spe- a fresh perspective to their audience. They need something that would be make people stop, download the episode, and listen to it. Your goal on being on the podcast is to make the host look like a genius for having you on and introducing you to his audience.
0: Absolutely. So let's go through an example uh, and we'll, we we can both give examples of uh, kind of an, that introduction email and how you get the foot in the door with somebody. So you've identified your audience. You've you found a couple. You know you you know your topics that you can talk about, and uh, you've done some research on some good, especially when you're just starting off. Some good podcasts to potentially be on, not necessarily going after you know ones in the top hundred on iTunes because they usually have really long wait lists, and uh, you know and whatnot but give me an example of maybe like an introductory email that you would you would recommend people send especially if they're just getting started sure and before I'd even
1: send that email I would make sure I'd listen to the podcast yep I'd made sure I'd left a review of the podcast Mm, smart because every podcast host will read the review absolutely those are gold to them you may subscribe to it. You may follow them on Facebook or Twitter. All of a sudden, they see your name three or four times, and now they get a brief, to the point email. Brad, I've been listening to uh, Bacon Wrapped Business. I love it. Um, I, I have this area of expertise that I think your, your listeners would really enjoy. It would be an engaging and actionable um, discussion and make it a very brief email. Maybe put one or two bullet points there mm-hmm. and then put, I've attached uh, an overview sheet um, with all the information you need. Thank you, I look forward to uh, to connecting with you.
0: Absolutely, you know, this, you're so this right. This
1: is gonna be something they're gonna read on their phone and they're gonna go through it really quick and you want to give them reasons to say yes. So if it's a, a 2,000 word email, they're never gonna <laughs> read it yeah. and that one page one sheet afterwards is so important because they can print that out. Now they've got you know the questions they could ask you. They've got your bio. They've got your picture. All the contact information they ever need. And mm-hmm. then if you can get a uh, a testimonial from somebody they know, there that's even better. Exactly. So uh, go on LinkedIn and say, okay, if if they're connected to this person, wow, we both know that person, and I'm going to make sure that. I get that testimonial to put on it and it just gives them makes it so easy for them to say yes
0: yeah that's awesome so a couple of the things that you said that as a podcast host uh, i'll definitely agree with so keeping it short listen to the show let me know like one of the things i hate is a form letter so you can have aspects of your pitch that are that are formulaic like oh here's my here's you know here's my brief bio here's the topics i typically talk about etc but put something, um, put something personal. Let me, let me at least believe you're a subscriber and listener to the show. I mean, uh, quite honestly, you could, you could. I, I highly recommend at least listening to one or two episodes or at least parts of them. But you could send an email to people and just say, by the way, these are my top three episodes of yours. I thought they were really great and insightful. I flattery will get you everywhere with most people, including <laughs> me. Right? So. Is it a little dishonest? Well, If you listen to it, it's not. But you can do that. But it's going to get somebody's attention because it shows – I mean all podcast hosts want to be listened to. And we want that acknowledgement. And um, so putting something like that, especially if – I mean especially if you're able to listen to something, let's say, from an individual guest and you're able to pull something out of a real conversation letting me know emphatically that you did listen. Now you've got my attention even more. Um, one of the things I've done because I've done some guest blogging and I have been on a few other podcasts, although I haven't, you know, actively gone on and pursued that. I have with a few people, but, um, is letting them know, like you said, you know, something maybe offering an insight to something they haven't covered yet or an addition to. Maybe if you have a topic, let's say somebody covered, uh, you know whatever the topic it was and you've got an additional insight to something they've already done that does two things it lets them know that you're paying attention to what they're doing but it also lets them know that you can actually add value and not you know and it's appropriate for me Uh, the other things that I think can be done that are uh, really effective that uh, you didn't mention is if if you do have any social following or newsletter um, right now and you tell me that by the way i you know i i have a small following a small but loyal following or a newsletter list of you know anywhere from a thousand to a hundred thousand it doesn't matter you don't even have to say the numbers but uh i i also you know if if i'm on the show i look forward to sharing it and your show with my following because that's what's in it for the host right we all want we all want that. Let me know that you'll potentially share it because, unfortunately, there are some guests, sometimes the bigger they are, the less they share, but there you know, there's some guests who don't share you know, your episode, and that's kind of always like a letdown, uh, but that's something that can be done uh, this that's worked a, for me. That's a great point, and
1: that's, that's really uh, your responsibility as a guest, too, is to promote that Absolutely. because if you want to get um, good word of mouth between podcast hosts mm-hmm. to get invited on other shows boy show him love after the uh, the interview too. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing you had mentioned that, you know, not listening to all of the show before maybe you pitch it mm-hmm. uh, before you contact I would warn people always listen to at least one show yeah. prior to to going on a podcast. I've heard guests go on before and you know the host asks the same question to the person every time. And then you hear some some guest go and he says Wow, I've never thought about that. And ah. then they answer the question, and it's like, what you're just telling the audience is, I have never listened to this. Well, yeah, that's a good. And point. I, I encourage people to take these these interviews seriously, right? If you were to speak to a thousand people or ten thousand people tomorrow, would you go up on stage and wing it? Probably not. If you if you wanted to get results out of it, so you know you don't have to to jump on an airplane to go talk to 10,000 people. You can do it from home uh, in front of a microphone or in front of a, a, tel- a telephone. So take 45 minutes and listen to an episode.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right on that. The other The other thing that I didn't mention that can be really useful in getting the attention of a host is um, association with other people. I mean, this is just effective. It's name dropping. But if you let people know I was interviewed. Now, you if you if this is your first time, you can't really do this. But you can say I was recently interviewed on this one. You can check it out here. Or if there's any name dropping that you can do, maybe you've interviewed people. Whether you you might not even have a podcast, but maybe you've interviewed somebody kind of well known just for your list. Uh, it could be something very simple or any other kind of association that you've got. If even if you just have contacts, maybe you know podcast hosts, but you've never been on their show. But you let them know that. Uh, you know, by the way, I have a you know, I have a really rich Rolodex. If there's other people in addition to me that you're looking to to interview, such as Boom, Boom, and Boom, if, if these are people you can actually make introductions to, put that on there as well because that's the other thing that podcast hosts are always trying to do is increase our network and circle of influence and the idea that maybe this can push people over it's actually pushed it over the edge for me for a couple of prior guests, and I won't mention who, where I was like, okay, this kind of seems like an interesting interview but um i'm not really sure so uh but they mentioned a couple people and i was like well i can use them as a stepping stone to get to somebody else and i'm sure that they've got good content as well so it just kind of pushed it over the edge whereas before i might be teetering on "Eh, i don't know if i if this was really a fit for me i mean name dropping can definitely help um one question i had for you so now you've been you've been on like seventy shows you're this is what you're doing a lot, and I know that when when we originally connected, you had Diane reach out to you who she does do this as a you know as as a professionist connecting and because there, there are services out there where you can get connected with other podcast hosts. I get emails all the time from podcast connection companies. Um, do you recommend starting off with that or starting off? Just I think that's yourself. a great way to get started.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest part you're going to have is the first 30 to 90 days. It's almost like pumping a well. Once the water starts to flow, it becomes very easy. Mm-hmm. So the, And you talked about um, referencing shows you've been on. Yep. It's almost... Jumping up from level to level. Yeah. So that first show, it really doesn't matter what it is. Just so you have a recording yep. that you can point to, and if you don't have that recording, maybe you've got a video of of you speaking someplace, or um, send them a, a just a video from your uh, iPhone mm-hmm. so that they know that okay they can talk because the worst thing they want is you to em-
0: embarrass them. Right. So with that, you know, get that first one. Okay, so Tom and I just had a little bit of audio issues here, and we cut out. So we're picking up where we left off. So Tom, we were just talking about using outside con- podcast connection services to book you on your on your shows, and I've gotten mixed opinions on this. But I want to hear it because, like, one of the things you said is um, especially in the beginning when you don't have the relationships and you aren't, you know, you aren't sure exactly how to get in there, and you might even be nervous that some of these these Connecting these companies who connect you to podcast guests uh, can be a great way to do it because they a lot of times they have the relationships, especially if they've booked successful guests on a show in the past. Um, obviously, they don't do it for free. Can you talk a little bit, you don't have to give any exact numbers, but uh, an idea of what it might cost to use a, one of these podcast connection services? Yeah, you're pretty much looking somewhere between
1: 50 and $75 an introduction. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, they, they serve a purpose to get started, but really you shouldn't need them after... Oh, 30 to ninety days. Because yeah. the way it, the way it works is, you know, when we get off this conversation and we stop recording here, Brad and I are going to talk, and I'm going to ask him, "Hey, do you need any other guests? What are you looking for?" And I'll try introducing him to some people I know, and then we'll probably talk, and he'll say, "You know, are you trying to get in any other shows?" Yeah. Because the podcast community is very interconnected. Hosts, no hosts. That's true. So so if you can get on to your first, I don't know, four to six podcasts, you should be able to get a dozen leads from that. And I, by leads, I mean introductions to other podcast hosts. And really, at that point, it should start just start growing organically. Yeah, you're absolutely and, right. And it's it's a much better way to get on shows, because you know Brad's not going to or is not going to suggest somebody that he knows that I wouldn't be a good fit for. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, is that reciprocity? I'd love to introduce you to some of my friends. You introduce me to your friends. So you know the introduction services. Yeah, it's not a bad way to go for the first. Thirty to ninety days. Um, Where I am right now is I've got you know an assistant that works with me because the great thing about this strategy is that you can outsource pretty much everything but the interview. So I've got an assistant that will reach out to various podcasts um, on my behalf um, to introduce me to try to get on there. Um, She'll set up all the the coordination things like that. Uh, It's Diane. Yeah.
0: So and she did that with me, and this was it was. What was smart, by the way, is when she emailed me. Originally, she did exactly what we're, we were talking about. She said, "You know, hey, by the way, hey Brad, I hope you're well. You have a very memorable website and business name. Yeah, I, I, I've listened to a little bit of your show and I really like it." Like she, she did that even as an assistant. That's important to do. And
1: she's she was such a uh, a pro at doing this. Not only yeah. getting me. On shows, but getting me on the right shows. That's why I started to work with her, you know, exclusively. But then there's work afterwards, too. So, you know, anything that Brad and I talk about here, I'll put a welcome page together on my site. So, you know, if you go to tmschwab.com forward slash bacon, all the things we talk about, the resources will be there. Mm -hmm. So I have an assistant, you know, do that. And then I've got an assistant that once this episode goes live, you know, they're going to be tweeting it out every day for probably the first couple of weeks. And then after that, probably twice a month for at least the next year. Nice. Yeah. You just so get doing, it in the rotation. That.
0: Yeah. That's, that's great. And I definitely think that uh, utilizing a an assistant like that is, that's really valuable. I may want to even talk to you a little bit more about you know going down that um, angle just personally, because I think that's really interesting. I do have an assistant and she doesn't do really any of those things for me but I may I may have to load some new uh, tasks for her uh, when we get off the phone uh, two quick things on this number one it, you said uh, um, where was I? I hate those brain farts um, oh so number one my opinion and why I said it's—I kind of—I have mixed opinions about using outside connectors for effectiveness, because I will say there are some agencies that you know constantly contact me and they're like, "Hey, I've got you know this person. I think they'd be a good fit for your show." And they don't really care. They're just trying to—you know—they make money when they make a connection, and sometimes it's not a great person. And I have no problem whatsoever turning those people down, going, nah, thanks, not really fit for my show. Because it's like rejecting, hey, my, my friend thinks you're cute. Like, okay, I don't think they're cute. So I don't have to reject that person. Nobody likes to be rejected, but nobody likes to reject others. And it's a lot harder for me to reject somebody who asks me personally to be on my show, especially if they do it correctly with some flattery, etc. And um, I just you know, that's what I recommend to people: is do it, you know, do it as much as you can by yourself, because it, 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 To me, I think it's harder to be rejected or even ignored, especially if you let me know that you're a listener and a fan and want to be on the show. I'm much more likely to say yes. Um, the but you know, at the same time, so you know, a lot of times the third party connections work. Uh, the other thing I was gonna say is, you said, you know, the one thing you can't outsource is the the interview. So I was toying around with this idea. This is just for fun. I was like, you know, it'd be great if you're doing a lot of interviews. Let's say you get a lot of, um, the more famous you are, the more necessary this is. But let's say you get a lot of questions that are the same. Like, okay, so tell me about your background. So what's your favorite, you know, tell me about a story where you, time when you failed. Tell me about your biggest success. Like, I think it'd be cool to create a lot of, um, almost like audio snippet answers, like a library of them of uh, frequently asked (laughs) questions like you know where i'm going like let's just say 50 of them oh here's an anecdote here's a story (laughs) and then just let potential hosts build their own interview i think that'd be great like okay i'm going to ask this question so i read it into the microphone and it records my voice and then it puts tom's answer right there like (laughs) and then
1: Uh, and you would you would end up on some comedy podcast because they would ask you one question and grab a snippet from another one totally where where you can do this though is so if you're a, a company and you've got different voices, mm-hmm. um, you know maybe there's one voice that's better for um, the male podcast. There's totally. another one, uh, voice of the company um, that speaks more to your your female buyer persona. That's a way you can definitely do it. Or you even see this with some companies um, where they've got a. A more mature speaker mm-hmm. and uh, and a younger speaker. So you look at something like Dave Ramsey's organization. He's got his daughter that speaks to the younger people. He speaks to the older people. So there's things you can do there to really leverage it. But what's amazing is, um, you know, we've had business owners that will take. 30, 45 minutes out of their day to do an interview, yeah. and that's all that it really takes them. You know, if you prep them beforehand and give them the sheet and says this is the background about the podcast, here's some questions they may ask you. Uh, it's very you know, it's more of a performance for the the chief executive than um, than it is a, a marketing chore.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, and that's um, that's a really important thing to to kind of get across, and especially if you're if you're because there's two types of probably people who are going to be think about being podcast guests, and these are, one is like solo entrepreneurs and professionals, people just doing their own thing and they're building their personal brand and they want to get out there. But you just said something really good. Like if you're a business um, and you're not really, you know, your business doesn't necessarily have a face, but you're, you know, you're behind the scenes, you're the CEO, but you're running it. Maybe you're selling a physical product or a service or something like that. Um, but you can you can tailor you know different people for different shows and you know have different angles but it can be really po- you know powerful as well as letting people know especially if it's a real business uh, and if that business has people you know listeners who I'm sorry customers who may be great listeners you know letting them know look we, you know we like to share this stuff with our, With our customers, we're going to uh, send this out in our newsletter where, you know, you featured us and hopefully you'll get some great, um, what do you call them? You know, you'll you'll get some great listeners from this, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I think that's, it's just an all around, it's a I scratch your back, you scratch my back universe. And it's cool because we're all trying to help each other out. And the thing is, is that if you've picked the right markets and
1: the right podcasts, they're as excited to have you on as Mm -hmm. you are to be on there. So yeah. we've worked with a, a company that was doing a, a crowdfunding, and you know momentum is so important with that, oh yeah, you know you can decide in the first three days whether or not it's going to work. so it was more of an environmental company that was doing uh, something that was very green, so they went out and they got on I think it was eighteen podcasts and asked all the hosts, "Hey, can you release these on these few days and yeah man, that's great they, they just had like a, a huge um You know, bump with that. Um, Authors that are trying to release a book can do the same thing, sort of that virtual book tour, Uh and and go through there um, without all the travel and the expense with that. And then there's some other ones that you know, like coaches that maybe if they've got a new program, they'll do a a big push. But more more often, they just want that steady um, flow of leads coming in or speakers um, trying to keep their name out there. There's so many ways you can do it. You know, if your customers are listening to podcasts, you can talk to them.
0: Yeah, that's great. So any other, um, any other great strategies that you've used or that uh, you kind of really think that have been, man, this is, this makes for a great, uh, um, whether it was a case study of, you know, success for you or for any of your clients that you want to share? Sure. One of
1: the, the clients that I'm most excited about um, is Matt Miller over at School Spirit Vending. Okay. And it, it, they just became a franchisor. So they were looking to, to get people um, signed up um, to be partners with them. And he tells the story that he was on about 20 podcasts and never really got any results from it. 20 podcasts and he probably got less than five leads. We worked with him and talked to him about, you've got to you know give an offer, give something for people to come back to your site, to go from being listeners to being visitors and then leads. And within 30 days, he got 50 leads out of that. And these weren't oh, leads wow. of just people signing up. These are people that you know want to pay $10,000 to become a franchisee. So the system works. And you know, my—I always say my first job out of college was running a nuclear power plant, and it was easier than running a small business because it <laughs> was a manual with it. Yeah, and exactly. So what we've done with this is really just put a system, and so if you go through all of the steps, um, you can only not only get on podcasts, but you can take people from being listeners to visitors to leads, um, and it's something that anybody can do. Um, it just takes a little bit of sweat equity um, and some time. Uh, it's not uh, it's, it's it's not something that, uh, you know, like Facebook ads where you've got to have a big marketing budget for it, too.
0: Right. And there's a bunch of things you can do along with this, too. Like, so this is just part of an entire inbound marketing strategy. Am I right? Oh, that's correct.
1: Because all you're trying to do is, you know, marketing is starting a conversation with somebody that could be an ideal customer. Yeah. So you're just doing it breaking through the noise by being a podcast guest. And really, you're sort of hacking it because, you know, Brad's doing all the hard work here, and I'm getting the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm able to tap into all kinds of different audiences. So um, while there's some overlap in maybe podcasts, chances are um, you're tapping into a new audience every time you talk. Whereas if you've got your own podcast, which is a great strategy too, You'll always be talking to those same people.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, and I actually think it's a it's a good idea to 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 do both. You know, worst case scenario, in this, you know, most people don't even think about this, but you you quite literally could create your own podcast using nothing but the audios from your previous uh, from your previous interviews. In fact, I've had people ask me because I've interviewed them and I've put the uh, the audio on my show and they said hey can I take that that mp3 and also just put it like you know I've got a show and can I just put it on there and I'll, I'll do a quick little intro says hey by the way you're about to listen to me being interviewed on Bacon Rap Business with Brad Costanzo and I'm just going to go ahead and play that interview for you here and you can always subscribe to it over here but I so in in essence I don't care because it's not like a Google duplicate content penalty my uh, you know, I get exposure on their podcast and mine. So, you quite literally could, with the host's permission, just like you, like you personally could take all the 70 interviews you've done and just take those MP3s with their permission and start your own podcast all about you. Now, your own podcast, it might get boring because it's just you telling a lot of the same stories over right. and over, but it can be done even with a few of them. And just having your own podcast can lead to be on other podcasts, et cetera. So that's a whole nother story for a whole other time. But really powerful. Yeah, the way you can repurpose this content's amazing.
1: You know, we've even done it before, where have a good interview and run it through a an app like Rev. dot com and get it dictated for you know or um, uh, printed out for a dollar a minute. And man, now you've got blog contents. You can pull different things out of there for tweets. Totally. Um, you know, one of my best. Um, um, testimonials um, on my site came from an interview um, where we were talking about something, and the the uh, the host Alex Harris from Marketing Optimization, you know, made a great comment. And when we finished, I'm like, "Can I use that snippet?" <laughs> and he's like, "Of course, yep. you know." And and he just wants people to hear him. He yeah, doesn't absolutely. care where it
0: is. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So tell me, Tom, what's a what's a nut you're trying to crack in your business right now? What's uh, I mean, obviously getting more exposure, but is there any are there any people you're trying to meet? Resources you're trying to gather? Skills you're trying to develop? Anything that either myself or my listeners could potentially, you know, this is where we get to kind of help you. Yeah,
1: what I am struggling with right now most is that uh, answering people's question of how do I get on a podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and that is the the easy answer, and I can answer that, but just getting on a podcast will not get your results. So with that, I'm trying to uh, to give them the answer that they want, but then show them what they need to. Um, that you, know, you have to define who you want to talk to first mm-hmm. so you're on the right podcast. And then having a system so that once you get on a podcast, you can take people from being listeners to visitors to your site and then to leads. So um, I think it's overall a, an education process here um, of t- showing people that, they don't have to have their own podcast if they don't want to, um, that they don't have to keep blogging all the time. Um, But, you know, the truth is, is that their customers are going to be listening to podcasts and they're going to be listening to either them or someone else. So I'm just, I'm trying to get the evangelizing out there and show people how this can be done. Because I think as we get better podcast hosts, and we've definitely seen the medium and the art form increasing, we also need to get better podcast guests yeah you're absolutely
0: right could i i definitely can't agree with you more on that cool so now you've got uh over it over it is it t m schwab s a s c h w a b dot com is your main website But uh, you're setting up a a page for all of our listeners at tm schwab dot com forward slash bacon with a lot of different notes and goodies and stuff over there i've been playing around on your website and looking through it and you got a ton of resources this is great you even have uh, you know you even have a course for people if they want to kind of go down this path even more and say i think i think this is something i could really get behind i like talking and i, I want this is just the tip of the iceberg really so um you know yeah and on there there's
1: you know um the different things that we talked about here mm-hmm. there's an infographic on the 6 steps to grow your business as a podcast guest that's there's- great there's a 30-minute a webinar, mm-hmm. um, a training that you can go through on there. And then if you want all the resources that we use, the, the checklist, the, um, uh, the database of different podcasts, and then there's seven separate videos that go, you, take you through each step, you can take the course there too. But nice. Where's, um, your, where's
0: it, your database? I'm on your site right now. Uh, the database is part of the course. Oh, cool. Nice. Um,
1: we've got, uh, you know, as we learn more and more podcast guests and um, get out there, there's 186,000 uh, podcasts. We've only got a database of 500 so yeah. far, but uh, they're, all, they're all quality ones.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I love it. So, Tom, is there anything else I can, uh, you know, I can do for you? Obviously, I'm happy to make any introductions to fellow podcast hosts that you may not have been on. And well, if there's anybody you uh, you you know you know or suggest, I'm always happy to take guests guest referrals as well.
1: Oh, definitely, I'll definitely introduce you to a couple people uh, through email. And if mm-hmm. there's anybody that you know you think I could add value uh, to their podcast and their audience, that's great. And then I would just say that you know anybody that uh, uh, has any questions or wants to connect with me, uh, you know, find me on LinkedIn. Just I'm the only Tom Schwab in Kalamazoo, (laughs) and I really, I really believe that's what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. And it was uh, Derek Sivers uh, who first said that. Uh, But this cross pollination of ideas is so great. You know, just the conversation we have here, I got two or three pearls of like, oh, I've got to change that (laughs) in the way I teach people um, how to how to pitch themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, it's 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 always
0: good to yeah get
1: both both of the perspectives. Yeah, we've got, you know, in, in, uh, in the course, too, there's a checklist of everything you need to do for um, uh, a podcast interview, everything you need to check. And I tell you what, that comes from the community going, this one time, this happened to me. And it's like, oh, we got to add that to the checklist. Mm. So um, there's no need for us to, to make our mistakes ourselves. Um, just learn from each other and we can all do this better
0: i love it so folks go over to tmschwab.com forward slash bacon check out the site take a look and see what uh tom's got for you there it's not up yet as a moment of this conversation but i know it will be by the time we go live and if this has been really interesting you know go go down that rabbit hole and see what else tom can do and then tom is there a good way for people to get a hold of you is that on your website is there an email address you want to give people
1: you can come through the website or uh, go through LinkedIn and just find me, Tom Schwab in Kalamazoo, Michigan.
0: Very nice. All right, so if you've enjoyed this show, do something that Tom gave uh, a, you know, a little suggestion to in the very beginning. Review Bacon Rat Business on iTunes. Share it on social media and tell your friends about it subscribe if you're not a subscriber and jump on the newsletter if you're not already on it i don't send out a lot of emails um you know busy running my various other businesses but i do let you know of uh you know the show the you know the upcoming shows as well as pre-release of the audios of the new interviews and i do a lot of specific trainings and webinars and you know just free classes for folks that you know i just don't do and don't really talk about on the podcast Now, there is also uh, something that you as listeners can do for me. I am in the process of doing some hiring, both uh, some internships and paid positions, looking for uh, some experts in social media management as well as for... um, writing and content creation and curation this actually not for bacon wrap business but for another business that i have if you or anybody you know is interested in potentially working with me just send me an email with uh, your resume and some information to ask brad at baconwrappedbusiness.com and uh, forward that on you know forward this on to anybody else you might know or if it's you that's cool but you know one of the kind of cool parts is i get to ask my listeners if this is something that resonates with you and yeah, you kind of want to see where this goes, let me know once more. Send me an email about that or really about anything else to askbrad at com. Tom, I really appreciate your time today, man. It's been uh, really, really fruitful. I like it. Thank you, Brad. And I hope uh, your uh, audience takes action on this. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Have a great day, Tom, you too. And I will see you on the next episode.